Hallelujah. Amen. You may take your seat. I cannot believe that the day is running out soon. And that this powerful conference is gradually coming to an end. But I believe that it's been a time of real spiritual feasting, right? How many are blessed to be in this conference? Yeah. You know, um, let me find out again how many in this room do have the Macaros or have arranged to get one. Lift up your hand. You have or you didn't have one, but at least during this conference, you have arranged to get one. Lift up your hands now. Okay, let me see those who do not have. And I've not arranged to get one. Let me see. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Oh, are you one of them? Are you one of them? You don't have. And you have not arranged to get one. Sorry. What a shock. I think that this offer, a good offer, is just slipping by if you do not take advantage of it. If I were you, right after this session, I will quickly make arrangement to get one. Some who could not pay immediately have uh, deposited to make up the difference. To get a Macaros. Hallelujah. Amen. But I believe that um, this afternoon we have another powerful speaker. Uh, if you are clapping, clap. I happened to chance on this man of God some years back. When I met him, I knew that there was something common between myself and himself. I invited him then to my church. I was very much amazed. For some for some years now, I've been I've been in ministry in Kumasi with him. It's been of immense blessings to me. He's a good counselor. He's a teacher. I mean, he can relate very well. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's spoken so much. We have spoken so many times. And uh, 
I should say that he's one of my very good friends. There are many things that I am the only person who can do to him. Nobody, no one else can do it. Oh, you don't understand? Yeah. And he's one of my very good friends. This afternoon, it's my greatest joy to introduce to you a bishop of a big cathedral a bishop incidentally this very cathedral is the cathedral of this bishop put your hands together be on your feet let us receive the ministry of Bishop Patrick Bruce Come Let us pray. Father, thank you for every opportunity, every chance we have to come into your presence. Thank you for every occasion where you speak to us. And my prayer is, let today be no exception. Let today be no difference. Let today be the day that we hear you most clearly, that we receive direction and guidance. And our ministries will take one giant step forward. Bless us at this time together. In Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Um, We are all very amazed at how fast time has flown. And, And suddenly we are slowly coming to an end. But there are still very important things to be considered. And how many know that in an exam, the last 30 minutes is most critical? The last 30 you either pass or fail those last 30 minutes. And so this last session, I believe, is the most a very critical part of this convention this this is our leaders and loyalty conference and um, even though it's not said as clearly it is a lot about assistance assistance play a large role in this conference actually i was targeting the assistants because every leader has assistants so and they are the ones who on whom the leader stands or falls and, and he is the one who um, his loyalty makes the most has the greatest impact something I said on Tuesday but I'll say it again Bishop said something in, in his one of the books he said that 
um, an assistant is not a person on the way to becoming a leader it's not that a nurse is on the way to becoming a doctor a nurse is an assistant doctor that's not how it is a nurse is a nurse and a doctor is a doctor it's not that I applied for medical school I didn't get medical school and so I settled and became and this but when things improve i'll become a doctor and so many people have seen an assistant as somebody who is on the way to becoming a leader but for now i'm assisting that's not how it is an assistant is a calling it is a, a peculiar office in itself. And all of us, really, we are assistants. I think that I'm, I mean, people think that I'm the leader of this church. No, I think I'm, a, I'm an assistant. I'm a follower. And I, and I think that my best job is to follow my father my prophet and my bishop and it's in following that i've come this far i suspect i suspect that if there was no one in front of me i may become confused right now i have people in front of me a whole line when you see me walking boldly and i'm walking confidently you can't see anybody in front of me i can see them and i'm following them closely and and so those who try to be at the head of the line i i don't think it's a good idea especially if you are not called as such and, and so this afternoon we are looking at um assistants amen amen and i'll be preaching from uh this this book as a classic loyalty and disloyalty loyalty and disloyalty amen amen hallelujah amen and i want everybody to receive this word as it comes even if you are the senior pastor of your church likely you have a person you are also following and if you are a follower then clearly i'm talking to you hallelujah amen listen carefully one of the greatest stumbling blocks in ministry is disloyalty the thing that will most hinder and stop your ministry is disloyalty is not really lack of anointing we are all not very anointed trying to be anointed but we still manage to build something if you're in, you in a classroom church it's a very small anointing you have 
But we are building something. And it will grow in that setting. It is the disloyalty of assistance that most harm and destroy churches. That is why one of the key scriptures that we have is First Corinthians chapter 4. Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. If you just paraphrase, it'll work. And verse 2 Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and so that is the one thing that is required of you. Not anointing. Not a, a, a education or stature or any other eloquence. It is the it is the, the, the ability to be loyal. And to be faithful. That is what is most required of assistance. And since we are all assistants at some level or degree, it is required of us that we become faithful and loyal. Put your hands together. It is required of us that we be loyal and faithful. Let me tell you three things. Number one, Jesus's, Jesus had his most harsh words. His most his strongest words were against disloyal people. Mark chapter 14. And verse 21. The Son of Man indeed goeth as it is written. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Good word for that man if he had never been born. I, I cannot think of any stronger word than this. It is better for you that you are not born. Hey. In secondary school, I never heard any senior threaten me like this. They told me that, hey, you are dead. It's me catch us will beat you and kill you will crucify you I've heard all those things but I've never heard that it's better you were not born it's a higher level of warning that your whole life is at risk I mean many people were wicked to Jesus in his lifetime but he never said such a word to them it is better you were not born it means everything you have done in your life is non-scoring this one thing you have done has cancelled everything 
everything you have done. I say, Bibi, why Bibi? You see, one day I was talking to a certain man. So I asked him, So are you going to heaven? No, be saying, So because from him. Then he was thinking for a while. And he asked him, What are you doing? He said, He's thinking. I said, What about? My good things and my bad things. Or the sinning in my calculating to see which one is more. I've done some bad things. So I'm and I've done some good things. And I'm just trying to see which is more serious. And he said, as he's thinking, he should pass and go to heaven. He's a bad man. So but he's done some good things. That's why he And he thinks that those good things carry some weight. But when Jesus came to Judas. So yes, but you that you that he one. said there is nothing good you have done that can't matters again. Your disloyalty has cancelled every good thing you have ever done in your life. What, what a warning. What a warning. Your disloyalty. One thing you have done has cancelled every good thing in your life. May that not be your story. Amen. I said, may that not be your story. Amen. Number two, this disloyalty did the most damage to Jesus' ministry. I mean, Jesus was he was uh, uh, baptized at the river. Then he started ministry. And straight away he met the devil on the battlefield in the wilderness and he met him as a murderer at many other times but he escaped all those ones they tried at different times to capture him and to throw him down a cliff to attack him to arrest him he, he, has, he escaped all those they even sent a storm to try and drown him in the sea as for drowning, if they come to Kumasi, they'll drown us all. Only Accra will swim small, small, at least. Managed to get to the coast. But he, he stopped the wind. But it was when one man rose up to betray him that he couldn't stop that one when one man rose up and he led the enemy against him in the garden from that point from that point his ministry ended he did the most damage not even adultery not fornication not witchcraft all those things don't spoil ministry I mean some of us pastors you know yourself you are a liar small small or it's not true I mean you are a pastor you tell some stories that didn't happen but it's a good story you are a pastor your tithes are not correct but you are still preaching a pastor you are a bit jealous of some other pastors who are doing better you are still preaching you are a pastor you see a woman and you but you are still preaching but when one orangu arises in your church I said when one orangu arises rises in your church when you wake up 
half your church is gone and, and you are standing there and you are still preaching powerfully but they've gone and so I'm I said the orangu does the most damage to your church may that not be your story amen I said may that not be your story amen are you here this afternoon you see um, we, 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 we have not seen disloyalty for what exactly it is and, and that's why we, we, we joke with it and we play around with it but it is a destroyer and a damager of ministries and some people they never recover after you have been dismantled disembodied, disemboweled by by the disloyal person the whole ministry becomes some way to you and what you want to do is I want to go home and, and, and go and get a job as an ordinary teacher and just be myself amen amen one key word that you must learn about disloyalty is the fifth column the fifth column the fifth column. the fifth column. Tell your neighbor the fifth column. You know, um, in Lighthouse, most of us we know this. It is a very common phrase in our church. But if you are here and it's new to you, learn it well. The fifth column. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody the fifth column. You see, I want everybody here to say those words. The fifth column. So be can be fifth column. Say to the person on the other side, the fifth column. It's a very important phenomenon you will discover in ministry. It's historical. One day, a certain king was attacking a town. Now that town had very strong high walls. And it was told to people, it was well known that this town, it has not been conquered in recent history. For as long as we know, nobody can conquer this town. But this king came to conquer the town, and to so attack the town. And so, and so his friend was talking to the king and asked him, Why do you think you can conquer this town when others have failed in the past? what makes you think that you can overturn the city when greater men than you in the past could not and the king just laughed you know a laugh a rich man's confident laugh he said I'm taking the city with my fifth column. Now, the fifth column. A column is a battalion or a group of soldiers. 
So the man said, Ah, Mr. King, I see one column in the north. One column in the south. One column in the east. And one column at the west. Four columns. I, I cannot see the fifth column. So, so where my fifth column they are my people who are already in the city my soldiers are outside my warriors are outside but i have a few people they don't have guns swords they don't have any wild weapons but they are inside and one night when everybody is cool and comfortable, they will open the gates. Then I'll take the city. And, and that is how our towns, our churches, and our our ministries are being conquered. By people who are inside. One day I was reading a graphic. Then I saw something. Two pastors fighting over a car. Hey, hey, in graphic. And they were describing how one pastor held another pastor's neck. And they were struggling. And they both fell down. And I said, This has come into the graphic where was this fight in the church office how did graphic go to church office to see this thing I said, how did graphic reporter come to the church office at the time they were fighting to see who held whose neck who threw the first blow and who fell down? Yeah, fifth column. Somebody who was there. I said somebody who was there has gone to tell graphic that they were fighting. Are you here? A fifth column. I said there was a, a, a newspaper. I think it's guardian or daily guide no guardian there was like i think it's guardian one day i saw guardian middle page so be pastors fighting over offering and they were also saying how two pastors in a church they took an offering and when they had finished taking the offering one pastor was going with the offering then another pastor came and held the basket he said it's for me it's for me and then they pulled then the basket broke open and all the money fell down and they threw the basket down and began to grab the money and they began to gather the money and then you ask where did this happen at the end of a service which graphic editor 
photographer, driver was there. None of the above. It was the fifth column. It was somebody who was within the house. Who was going to go and announce in town. Charlie alarm blow. <laughs> they are fighting in my in the church. Charlie is somebody who is in your house who has come to say what is outside all those who are outside it doesn't matter John chapter 14 and, and, and verse 30 and verse 30 what did Jesus say hereafter I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. You, you see, the, the devil is not your biggest problem. If you live your life above board, there's nothing, no problem. As he comes from outside, he, it's very difficult for him to attack our churches actually when, when a church is attacked from outside it, it becomes stronger we rather pray more we come together and support each other when anybody comes from outside to attack our churches actually we are rather happier because great strength is released in the under persecution and under suffering but when it arises from within then, then the prayer warriors instead of praying for the pastor Charlie have you heard no more then rather gossip is floating around and, and anger is stirred up and then all all the uh, uh, unity that brings prayer is scattered are you here this afternoon we need to develop loyalty hallelujah amen we need to be loyal in our churches amen amen and we need to cultivate loyalty in our systems hallelujah amen um we don't have much time today but there's a book that i think is very important those who are dangerous sons this this i believe is one of the very important uh, um, loyalty messages that we must understand. And, and, and it's for one this reason. 
You see, one of the cures for loyalty that I'll come to is to um, eject, dismiss the disloyal person. I'll, I'll be coming to that very, very soon. It's to dismiss him and eject him. When you have anybody in your church who is causing dissent, causing strife, causing conflict, and causing members to stop coming to church, they should be ejected. And, and, and most of us, when it comes to it, we will. But this particular person is very difficult to handle. Because when I come to my church and I see a stranger somebody I don't know at all and they say I should suck him you are a stranger do you know me you don't know me I also don't know you if they say I should suck him easy I should stick him out (laughs) he's my nothing so sucking him I'll suck him no no problem at all but when they say I should suck this one this one I I knew her when she was a student before she married her husband husband? before she married her husband she was now in first year NTC walking around the world and and she has been with me for years. I should suck her. Hey, hey. No, it's not her. Maybe this one. Oh, <laughs> no, maybe oh, I should find somebody else to suck. But if they say I should suck her to preserve my ministry, it's very difficult. And and you will oftentimes hesitate. A long time. When you are told that she is not she, another one, she, <laughs> not her, but somebody, is undermining your ministry. Your first man is it cannot be here. I mean, Rosemary, it cannot be here. Even if she is the one, and somebody tells you, I heard her say no, because I saw that this pastor, I know him. I know him very well. He didn't like girls. And others are believing for, for me to rise up and suck her to protect my church. One, one will hesitate and, and take a long time before you ever rise up to fight it. Because like a daughter, like a, a child who has been in the house, that, that was David's problem. When they told him, Absalom is after you. He was hard to believe. But then when they told him, the conspiracy is strong. Then he said, let's run away. No, see you running. But as he was running, don't kill her, don't kill him still. Because he could not believe that his own son, his own child, his own produce was fighting him. And you see, many pastors, 
the people who are fighting you sometimes they are your own members a your own assistants and it's somebody who you brought to christ you brought up somebody who knew nothing and you trained him and you assume that he should be grateful to you but when satan enters such a person they become dangerous he, he is your son he is not a stranger he is your son but he's fighting you and if you don't fight him back you lose your kingdom and, and sometimes eventually they do fight back but by then you've lost a lot by then your choir is pulled your finances have come down members have left the church by the time you are able to understand who is the dangerous son in your midst things are sports that's why there's this other book too you can't believe it i mean it's like it's not possible hey it's not possible i mean how we are all we are all friends we all love god we are all trying to win souls we are all trying to go to heaven and get a present but one of you is a devil and, and, and say ah how i mean this is these are my friends i mean how how i mean we, we all love god don't you love god don't you love god don't you love god we all love god and then yet among we who say we love God, one of you is a devil one of you is the devil Mm. Uh, um, it's not a mistake one of you is misbehaving no it's not a mistake one of you didn't try it's not a mistake one of you failed it's not a mistake one of you is a devil is a devil you are destroying God's work you are destroying people's lives you are destroying the saving of souls and you are actively against what God is doing What's on earth one of you is a devil I said is a devil and if you cannot discover and unveil that person he will do you put your hands together he will he will spoil your church and everything you have built will come to the ground these are two books that i believe every pastor must get i mean some thieves are easy to catch but when your own son is the thief it's very difficult to catch him hallelujah amen 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 i'm preaching from this book loyalty and disloyalty loyalty and disloyalty and i want us to look at chapter three chapter three of this book a culture of allegiance a culture of allegiance 
You see, a, a culture is something which we are. We, we have become. This is us. One, one Sunday morning. It was a Sunday. And it was the morning. And I went out on outreach with one of our bishops. Sunday morning. We went to somebody's house. They were pounding fufu. They were pounding fufu. On a Sunday morning. And I said, How? How? Not, not lunchtime. It was around 8 o'clock in the morning. I said, How? So I didn't hear. How can you possibly pound fufu Sunday morning? But you see, somebody who you are here, you understand what I'm saying. How many have done some before? Sunday morning. Because it's, it's a culture. You can eat fufu any time of the day. Amen. Amen. It is how we are. And so there's a culture. That is possible to have I that will 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 be a natural way of behaving. For you to have a ministry that will last long. For you to be able to build a church, a ministry that will flourish and that will thrive you need to have a culture you need to have a way of behaving in your church and the best culture you can have in your church is a culture of loyalty I didn't hear an amen it's a culture of allegiance amen amen one day I, I saw a, a father who was struggling with his son over the TV remote. TV remote. Then they were arguing, bring it. Then the said no. One said yes. One said no. They said over a TV remote. And as they were going over there fighting for the tv remote I, I began to think about my own house and i said ah in my house the tv is there nobody watches it the remote i don't know where the remote is the remote there are two TVs in the house. I, I, I don't remember the last time somebody put it on. Because among me and my son, there is a culture of no TV. We have grown up in a culture. If this is how we are in our house, we don't watch TV. The TV is there. Upstairs and everywhere. No one watches it. Because over the years, we, we don't watch, do other things. And then gradually, even when it is there, there is no mind to watch television. But some people, when they come home, open your door go into your house put your keys down 
Take the remote control. Oh, remote control. Put the TV on. Oh, so TV no. And then you go away. No, the TV is always on. The TV, the BI, so, so. No matter what rubbish they are showing. And it's always on. The BI, so, so. And gradually a culture is brought into the lives of those people. TV is on. That's why former GBC, when they used to close around 11 o'clock, they will start at 5.30 or something. And they will end at 11. Some people. <laughs> <laughs> they watch the TV. Every single uh, talking point news sports highlights news taxi driver they watch every program watch, uh, program until the late news then, then the last news then tv is over then we get up then we are gone it's, it's finished it's finished they have watched the tv well well then you have a culture of watching tv so now to stop your children becomes a problem but in another house where the tv is the programs are on but you don't watch it occupy the children I will give my boys books to read every evening. Until gradually the TV became less and less a part of our lives. Then I bought a video where I control what we are watching. And then the video you can put it off and then we know watching again. Until gradually a culture of no TV is our natural default setting now my boys don't watch tv may you have a culture of loyalty in your church amen i said may you have a culture of allegiance in your church amen that by default everybody becomes loyal and, and, and behaves loyally in your church put your hands together how to get the culture of allegiance five keys five keys key number one the key of the north wind proverbs 25 and verse 23 Proverbs 25 and verse 23. The north wind driveth away rain. So doth an angry countenance a backbiting tongue. Amen. Amen. The, the north wind what is the north wind is your face is your face amen amen it is you see your face tells us very much about what is going on inside your head except on few very senior liars 
senior lies, your face and your lies don't add up. But most yes, people, sir. oh, is it, is it me? And as they are lying, they are smiling. I know that you are lying. But the first reaction to disloyalty should be your face. Hallelujah. Amen. And and disloyalty is spread by the words of people. What people say. And what they spread. And so when when this you see in your church, if you have this culture of allegiance, when somebody comes and starts to spread a bad story, then he says, Pastor, do you know that girl? As you see. I, I, I know that human beings are not perfect. So as for bad stories about people, is, is, is very, very possible. There is almost no sin you cannot do. The temptation has not come yet. But if it comes, at the right time, at the right place, you will do it. I said you will do it. So I, 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 I know that all things are possible. But don't come and say certain things. Amen. Amen. Do not come and say certain things. Because when you say those things, you poison hearts. And when you tell me a bad story about somebody, Oftentimes, when you see the person, so who Then you remember the bad story. Oh, it's not true. Then you remember that ah, you are the one they say you have been kissing girls in the corner. So now, ah, auntie, how how your lips? Are because now you remember the story that they told you that's why you must not be interested to hear the stories that are being spread to you your first response squeeze your face squeeze your face I'm not interested I, I, I don't want to hear what you are coming to say not that is it true or not true I, I, I have not come to that at all I'm not asking about whether what you are saying is true or not true do you understand sometimes people say oh I want to evaluate myself I want to, I want to know myself but some things once you hear it's stuck in your mind how many have ever seen something? Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> you have seen something. It just flashed across your eyes. But the picture was photographed in your mind. You understand? It was photographed. I said, what channel for Nini? As the girl was, no, no, not the girl. As, 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 as it was passing. So I didn't even try, Mister. You saw something. Who, baby? Maybe just a flash or a small, a, a small something. Maybe a crab in a But it was 
photographed in your mind so now when you close your eyes you can see it again you see when somebody speaks a certain word into your heart when they have gone and they have left you that word remains in your heart and anytime you see the person or you see something that reminds you of the person you get a flashback I said you get a flashback that is why you must say I'm not interested in what you are saying I don't want to hear at all and to avoid him talking any further what do you do squeeze your face I said squeeze your face this afternoon practice and tend to anybody and squeeze your face to anybody and say I'm practicing on you I'm practicing on you Hey, don't, you see, listen when when somebody is coming to tell you something and you want to hear you open your ears open your eyes and you open your mouth ah, you want to hear when the person sees your face they will say it all and they even add some small salt to their story that's why you must squeeze your face i said squeeze your face and you are saying i'm not interested at all in what you're saying i I don't care whether it's true or it's not true i'm not a judge or a jury i'm just an ordinary human being and what you are coming to say going to poison my heart i don't want my heart to be poisoned squeeze your face that's the north wind and when the person comes to say it and they see your face let me try and help you understand how many have um okay one, you're, you're, one day you're talking to somebody you see I don't know how to say it one day somebody was talking to somebody uh, when the person the person came inside from outside with filler no filler breaking news he has some wild filler he has just heard so he came in the room as he was coming to say that thing his friend was lying down with some stomach pains and the stomach pain that is diarrhea i forgot what it was but stomach was doing crew crew so he came in when he saw his friend's face the story story died the the filler he was coming to say died he just what is wrong the story he had a breaking news it it was coming it was coming he he couldn't stop it but when he saw his friend lying down he, he couldn't say anything again that's the north wind face may you make somebody shut up when they see your face amen 
when they see your face, as they come see, tell it the current. It's okay. May your face be a deterrent. Amen. I said, may they not see in your face somebody who is interested in bad news. Amen. But may you have a nice face to make him run away and leave you alone. Amen. The wow. first key is the north wind. Put your hands together. Key number two of constant pruning. Amen. Amen. The key of constant pruning. That some things are not wanted in your in your life. Amen. Amen. Cut them out. One of the radical ways of saving lives in medicine is surgery. It's the radical way of saving lives. Amen. Amen. When we are doing surgery, um, we don't put something to your body and then take it out again. No, 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 no. What we are happening is something that is yours, it's in your body. We are taking it out. Because it no longer fits and works well in your body. It, 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 it no longer plays a positive role in your body. Either it's broken, it's spoiled, or it's become malignant. Malignant is wicked. When you say malicious, you have a bad intention. So when something in your body becomes malignant, it becomes wicked and evil. Even though it is yours, you take it out. And, and, and sometimes some people in our churches they become evil. They were not so no, some mom, time ago. They didn't always behave this way. But they have changed. You see, how many were bad? Why you, are, you are good now. How many were very bad? How many were very, very bad? And you have become good now. In the same way, we Occasionally have some who are good and become bad. And when that thing happens, it must be taken out of the body. It must be ejected out of the body. That is why you must have constant pruning. Constant checking of what is going on in life. Bishop says, remove disloyal people quickly remove disloyal people quickly but, but sometimes we delay because we feel we need you we feel that if you go we are we are worse off 
and sometimes some people are in church and we think they are key people and that's why we try to manage them try to contain them this is the best singer in the choir if she goes our only soprano is not there this is the only man who sings tenor in the choir if he's not there we are we are stuck this is the richest man in the church if he's not there we are going to lose a chunk of our money and so sometimes pastors we hold on too long to, to, to malignant things and then suddenly it is it is spoiling the whole body remove disloyal people quickly amen amen i have learned how to suck i have learned how to terminate and dismiss and, and i tell my people there's nobody i cannot suck around me amen amen and and if you go the church may seem to go down but actually we become stronger and we grow better after you are gone oh if you are clapping clap amen amen a culture of allegiance a, a spirit and atmosphere in your church where everything is positive. The third key to acquiring this culture is the key of creating fire. And it's a yes Creating fire. Um, a key of producing testing conditions a key of producing pressure to to see what stuff people are made of there there are many people you don't really know them Um, they, they may look very good on the outside but you don't really know them. And sometimes when you create fire, when you create adversity, not in anger, but a deliberate move, you, you see what stuff the person is made of. The Bible says that the fire always tests substances. And when they are tested, we will see whether it was wood or metal. And sometimes when you paint wood with silver paint, it looks like it's a metal. But it's, it's just wood. And creating, creating adversity will let you see what is really happening amen amen one of my pastors so one of my pastors he's everybody wants to hear no he has his ways 
When I say my pastors, I have a lot of places where I, I operate. Yeah. And, and, and he has his ways. You know. And then one Sunday he didn't come to church. Mm. Mm. Pastor church Sunday is automatic. To miss one Sunday doesn't seem to be dangerous. How many have missed church before? Hey, me have not missed before. I remember only one Sunday I didn't go to church. That I was home. I didn't know in recent history, only one Sunday. Uh, but I'll tell you later. But you see, one Sunday he didn't come. And what does that mean? Because many of you also have missed one Sunday for other reasons. So now, apply the principles. Create fire. So, Ijebi. Create fire. So, Ijebi. To produce a testing condition. So, I told him. So, so, catch yourself in. And sacked. So, my palm. You're sacked. You were That's all. No, no, no. In my head. He wasn't. He wasn't. In my head. I seen the three I wanted to see what would he do. And so I spoke to him. Normal reaction, I beg you, please. Normal reaction, I beg you, please. Normal reaction. To be expected. And my normal reaction. I'm creating fire. No. No, no, I beg you, please. And I, I was trying to see what he would do you see if your father sacks you so papa and you go that's all quite yeah fool yeah yeah mm. if no if your if your father drives you out of the house so papa and you also go out of the house where are you going where, 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 where is the next stop after your father's house? Fathers can say things in, in, in anger or to, or to just see your reaction. Amen. Amen. But it's not a literal thing to take. But he, he went. And his going is also a scripture. Yeah, it's also a scripture. Because if they had been of us, they would not have gone. But the going is a confirmation that they were never really of us. But some things you will never see. Or you will never be sure. And you will always be thinking about is this what I think it is or is not what I think it is? And you see, disloyalty when it is in your camp believe you me your church will not grow 
believe you me you will not understand why some members don't stay when disloyalty is in your camp some things will never make sense you will never understand why this lady doesn't smile at you because to you you are doing everything well you will never understand why some people don't pay tithes it does not make sense but you see when there is disloyalty in your camp somebody is telling them that the pastor is using your money for petrol hey and and he's paying he's taking our money to go and buy 45 inch samsung curve tv now you do you have 45 inch curve do you have a car to buy petrol so so when you you are you are told that your offering is being used to buy petrol how will you feel what what will be happening in your heart and gradually you will reduce and stop paying your offerings and those things and and when you are being told consistently there's the, the the ushers are blowing the choristers and, and the pastors are also trying small small will you be happy in such a church so gradually you'll be not smiling much and when you see an usher you, you are the blower yeah. <laughs> when you see a chorister uh, you are the one who are blown the last time they did it to you and, and gradually all, all these things you see when there's disloyalty in your church you will not understand what's going on but, but the, the whole church will not be nice and, and oftentimes you will not see you see it will not be openly said for you to see to hear him saying these things so all you'll be seeing is some kind of like unhappy atmosphere people join the choir they resign they join the choir they resign they disappear and you can't understand it and, and sometimes when you are not sure create a fire do some changes set somebody aside transfer somebody do something wild in the church I said do something wild in the church dismiss the choir just suck all the ashes one day take the offering yourself and then just to see what is going to happen when I do something wild and if there is a snake in the church he will come out I said he will come out you will see a sign I said you will see a sign God, God will show you what is happening somewhere. And, and the snake that was lying down coolly, calmly with all the sticks. When you are being told that you are being transferred to 
a different place. To you now, there's no longer any need to pretend. Then they show themselves. Create fire. I said, create a fire in your church. Suck all the choristers. Transfer all your other people. Do a shuffle. Do something radical in your church. Don't say I'm spoiling my church. Rather, you are saving your church. I said, rather, you are saving your church. You are a a choir director and your choir they, are, they come to choir practice they don't smile they are making their faces one day come to the choir and as they are coming up tell them you may remain seated today choir close and the genuine choristers who are really who really want to sing you see them and the ones who are spoilers. Now sing now. It is for you that we are all singing here. We shouldn't sing. Who will sing? You will see them. I said you will see them. You will see a behavior, a sign, a characteristic, an attitude. You will see something. And when you see that thing, so press eject. Eject press delete and you are saving your church number four work with willing people only work with willing people only second Corinthians 8.12 Second Corinthians eight twelve. If there be first a willing mind, you know one thing I've learned in ministry over many many years of following my father. We don't need many things. We can manage. I've learned it from him. We can do many things ourselves. We don't need many things. And, and so I've also learned that I don't need many people. And, and so I, I don't ask much. But I look carefully. Did you hear me? What's it your kind? I, I don't ask much. But I look carefully. Those who want to work, they'll work. And, and some are waiting to be asked. Once in a while, ask them. And, and, and they will they may work. But one thing that I've seen is those who want to work they will work they will come and just recently he he, he, he gave us a, a new understanding he said something that to me is very remarkable which also buttresses this thing work with willing people only do you know what he said do you know what he said? 
the reward for hard work is more work. Mm. The reward. You see, you will think that I need a lot of people to work. But it's, like, it's not true. The few who can who are working, they are the ones you need. And so take those few who are working and then reward them with what? work. <laughs> the rest of the work. And so the work that was not done by the others. Reward the few who are working. Some of us we try to make people work for us. Try to share the work. We share the work, share the work, share the work. I have seen something. Sharing work is not effective. There are lots of people. When you share their work, they will take it. But they won't do it. And when you come back, it's not done. It's not done. So, to begin with, share small. Then you see those who are working. Then share to them. Those who are not working, leave them. Every church, group A and group B members. What do I mean? Go read mega church. It's a mega church. Yeah. Every church has its different categories. But find those who believe in you. Find those who love you. Find those who will follow you. One day I was talking to a young man. And he said, Oh, he wants to name his son Thomas. But how Thomas was doubting. <laughs> he didn't like that Thomas thing. I said, That's not all that Thomas did. Thomas is the one who told the other disciples, You are going to uh, Judea. We are going with you. Then we die with you there. Thomas, no, catch a phone. Say, "Muko Judea, the enumba ko enumba wunso." He was the first one who was willing to die with Jesus. Ono ni nipa no di kanwa ekradu so bewu amayesu. It's a good name, Thomas. Inti edimpa. I said it's a good name, Thomas. Inti edimpa, Thomas. Amen. Amen. Work with willing people only. Enin krofa omayekradu nenyejuma. Never compel people. Men she enkrofo. In your mind, always be sifting. And as you are sifting, you are seeing the good one. And the last key, teach about disloyalty. And that's why we are here today. Teach about disloyalty. People don't know. We we assume it's automatic. It's not. Many are, are totally ignorant many do not know the effects of their behaviors that's why when um, Absalom was having his party he invited two people 200 people and they followed him in the simplicity of their minds they did not know that when they said say amen and they are shouting amen you are proclaiming an orangu 
as senior pastor. Some people don't know what a church split is. When the pastor is passing here and the assistant is passing here, they just don't know and they follow one. Which one do they follow? friend. They have no idea of principles. They are just following their friend. And they are just going where he is going. Not aware that he has orangulized against senior pastor many people do not know what their what their actions mean some say i'm tired that's why i didn't say amen but when you go to the stadium and so you are tired after after 91 minutes of pressure then your team scores a goal you find energy to shout go you see because you don't you see it's not tiredness your your mind is shutting down slowly and you are becoming disconnected how many have gone to church and you sat down then before you are aware the pastor was halfway in the message and you have you have missed about 15 minutes of the message you were not asleep but you are looking outside and you are just thinking of when i go home today i'll do my homework then i take my report i write my report then hey my cooking i've not cooked then i have to go to my auntie my mother is calling me and then my father then then the pastor has preached 10 minutes you just lost concentration but if you are focused on saying amen and listening it will not happen to you many things that happen to many people is ignorance and if you are a pastor and you never teach loyalty in your church Hmm. I mean, right now, Sabri. I can't imagine a pastor who has never taught loyalty in his church. You are a pastor playing chacha with your future. To see how, how they react. You are not training them. You are allowing them to grow and do what they like. And you are assuming they will follow you. But you must train them. You must teach them. You must train them all the stages of disloyalty. Sometimes they can't even see what they are, what they are, what they are becoming. I'm about to close. So, how many have ever looked in a mirror? Then, in the mirror, what you saw is not what you wanted. Do you understand? <laughs> what you saw 
It's not what you wanted. The buttons have, are not in line. The lipstick is not correct. There's some meat lying here. As you look in the mirror, what you are seeing is not what you want. The word is a mirror and as you preach it some will see themselves for the first time some are not aware that their dressing is not correct at all it's my breast I can do what I like with it I mean I'm not you, you can't hold it but if you look it's okay but you can't hold it you can't touch it and, and they don't see anything wrong it's your mind control your mind and, and leave me to dress as I like but when you begin to explain things to them and teach things to them you'll be amazed that suddenly a light shines and they see that I was not I was wrong many people who have have left their churches have split away have not related with their fathers it is ignorance and and that is why this conference is one step to address that problem and they, they second step you must get the books you must get the books and as you read them you will see yourself in so many of them you'll be amazed when you have a culture of loyalty in your church when you have assistants who love you who really believe in you no matter how little your anointing no matter how shallow your preaching as they encourage you as they celebrate you as they enjoy your preaching you become more confident you become more bold and then you see that your church will begin to grow bit by bit you'll be amazed that you are becoming more and more anointed not that you are being put down but you are being built up and as you continue long no matter how little you have it will grow and become great may you have a loyal assistant in your church may you yourself never turn against your senior pastors amen may your heart be correct amen i said may your heart be correct amen may you reject every disloyal spirit that roams in this city amen may you turn against every person who fights his own father may your heart be committed to the father god has given you may you love him may you cherish him may you respect him may you follow him may god let this culture of allegiance that you are planting around yourself cause you to flourish and become a great man in the near future in jesus name amen amen god bless you speaker coming again yes i will